0: Hello! Hey, everybody! It's us. It's Sam. And Ryan. And we're the... Uh, gay people. for the Halloween. <laughs> Jerkhead. And today, on this episode, on this podcast, on this exploration into the... Um... Uh, uh, I'm running out of words... On this exploration into the artistic expression that is film, we'll be exploring Sleepaway Camp. We sure will. So buckle up or um, get your PJs,
1: yeah, and uh, bug spray, yeah, and your canoe paddles.
0: All right, Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp, 80s. Yeah, this film was released in 1983. It was directed by Robert Hiltzik. Um, and there's... It, so it's kind of... It's got a similar vibe to, um, like, Friday the 13th in that, obviously, there is... Camp. Teens,
1: teens getting slashed to death yes. in a
0: forest. And in this particular film, while it's arguable that all of the teens are important, the three main players are Angela, Ricky, and Ronnie. And Angela is played by Felicia, Fel- yeah, Felicia Rose. Uh, Ricky's played by Jonathan Tiersten, And Ronnie is played by ba- Paul D'Angelo. Um... So the premise of this film is that... I'm sorry, you're going to hear ASMR because our dog has decided that he <laughs> wants to continue time. to eat. Am <laughs> might not show up. Her. Might not well, if up. you hear it, you hear it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess kind of the reader's digest of this is that when the film opens up, we get a family bippin' and bopping along in the lake, and then a tragic incident occurs, and... Two of the family members are run over by a boat and killed instantaneously on the spot mm-hmm. and then we get this very weird <clears throat> pseudo like i don't know it's just very like it's like ethereal like the ant is already very bizarre, and then the kids walk oh, down man. the stairs. I hope we talk about the ant <laughs> we can yeah, and so <laughs> She's like, I really hope you guys are going to enjoy sleepaway camp. And then the kids, a boy and a girl, end up... And we find out that the boy, Ronnie, is um, the woman's son. And then Angela is his cousin. um, And she's, you know, going with Ronnie to sleepaway camp. So they go there and then... Lo and behold, slowly but surely people start getting picked off one by one, which culminates in a very questionable, <laughs> a very bizarre um climax. Climax. Yeah, the ending would not hold up
1: uh in this day and age. Yeah. Um but it's the ending of this
0: movie that was made in 1983. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I think like as transgressive as it is now and like subversive, like I understand how it holds weight back then because I'm sure while the idea of like, so the, the ending of the film for anybody who has not seen it or who has, and, We'll just be specific on what we're talking about. Basically, at the end of the film, you find out Angela is not Angela. She is the boy from the beginning of the film. So the beginning of the film, when the two family members die, we're kind of led to believe that it's the father and the son and that the daughter survives. But then you realize, no, it was the father and the daughter who were killed by the boat and the son survived. But the aunt, who took uh, him in, didn't want a son because she already had one, so she decides to dress the, the little boy up as Angela, and then from that point forward, she's forced into this um, gender identity of female. And at the end, at the climax, <clears throat> we see Angela standing there having just severed the head of one of her camp uh, fellow campers and she uh not really entirely sure what gender pronouns to use. I uh, mean
1: well it's like a,
0: a character yeah you're not I, I guess I'll just use offensive
1: it really would I mean I don't know yeah
0: I'll just use uh just say Angela, first name I mean, yeah Angela's standing there nude and you see A penis, um, which is meant to be jarring and controversial. Yeah. Um, And again, at the time, I could imagine how people had been thinking this, like thinking had (coughs) had been having kind of like that, that idea of gay panic defense and like, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. and how this probably would have been like a topic of conversation as like a horror, um, a potential horror trope. Yeah. But the fact that it was depicted in film is kind of shocking to me, not necessarily content matter, but the, the depiction of it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is the first time that a trans character is like shown is like revealed to be the killer. I'm thinking of like psycho and I'm sure there's others out there too. Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I guess well, a, a a person who's like out uh, like breaking gender, gender. boundaries, yeah, um, is the you know the the killer or whatever.
0: See, and then so, I sorry, I just want to interject for two seconds too because I feel like that's an important distinction also because it's like, are the the there's an important distinction here too in that like uh, maybe that character doesn't identify as trans necessarily but the director was meaning for it to be trans representation you know what i mean so like regardless of whether or not and i think that that is probably going to be something we grapple with the entire duration of this particular podcast is whether or not this character is trans or not but at, at the end of the day it does feel like does that really matter when the director meant for this to be you know transgressive
1: yeah the intention was for them to be trans yeah
0: but what were you gonna say?
1: Um, I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a long day. Wow. But uh, yeah, like uh, yeah, kind of like you were saying, like how in the movie uh, we, you know, it like we don't know that the main character is trans. Just like in Psycho, we don't know that Norman Bates is trans. Yeah. Um, but it's you know. Inferred, implied, whatever—like the intention. Yeah. And even now, like if you like just Google like Sleepaway Camp, like the little summary it gives you, it ju- it just straight up says the franchise primarily focuses on trans on a transgender serial killer, yeah. Angela Baker, and the murder she commits. So it's you know.
0: Well, like, yeah, and I guess the spoiler of it all too would be that like so me and Sam have seen the second film in the franchise. And, um, Angela makes a full transition. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess at that point in time, it's like distinguished that she is trans and, you know, openly lives her life as a woman. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very jar. I think especially as two gay men, it was very uh, interesting to see.
1: Oh yeah. I like, yeah, I like did not, I still, I didn't understand the dream you're talking about the dream right no there's like a a dream sequence where i think it's angela's dream where like her dad is like kissing another man
0: oh yeah there yeah there was some there were some elements for sure of like i don't like explicitly remember like Uh, the ins and outs, but I do remember that dream being weird. I just met. I think it was really weird for two gay men watching this film and having the, like, villain be a trans person. Yeah. Um, Just because... I mean, not to say that I'm, you know, we're not used to gay-coded characters being the villains in, in in numerous films, but it was just so blatantly transphobic at the end, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's you know, I was saying like the, the, de- her deviancy run, you know, like she's just a, such a deviant
0: that she's also like not, not a woman. Capable. Yeah, she's yeah. she's tricked all of us and she's a serial like you know. Yeah, yeah. The idea of, like, transgression and secrecy and, like, you know... uh, Hidden um, identity and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of that was very present. Um,
1: As if somebody who were trans would be, like, crazy. Yeah. But then the... Or, like, mentally unhinged.
0: Yeah. But the other problem with this film was that it was really enjoyable.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) I... It's like... Like yes, the ending is like not cool. Like it's I. The good thing is, is that like it's all well. It's like the the shitty part is just like in the last Second. literal minute. Yeah. So like the rest of it, and I, f- I, f- I feel like there was some like homophobic stuff in there.
0: Yeah, I mean they threw around the faxler yeah. slur and yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> like overall. I enjoyed the movie. I also recognize that it's not politically correct at all. It's not, like, mm-hmm. um, gay-friendly, trans-friendly. Like, but, like, it's still... I mean, like, if you can... I don't know. I feel, like, I guess kind of weird saying, like, if you can look past it.
0: Well, you know, I you and I kind of had a conversation at the end of it. Um, and, you know... I was not ripping it to shreds necessarily, but I definitely was poking at like the movie as a whole and just saying like, well, this is kind of in like, you know, this is insensitive. That's insensitive. This is maybe seen as problematic. Yeah. And then at the end you were like, yeah, but, and I was like, Oh, I'm not saying it was a bad film. Like it was so enjoyable.
1: That's yeah. That's how I felt too. Yeah.
0: And I think like just knowing that it's a product of the eighties is kind of helpful in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, it's just like a,
1: like a trashy slasher. Yeah. Hash slinging slasher (laughs) film. Like it's, it's like, it's campy. It's stupid. There's like the Regina George, like there's a Regina George character in there. There's like, like, all the all these guys dressed in like just com- overtly gay like outfits yeah, like yeah, yeah. so much it's just like it, it's almost like rocky horror is just how like
0: caricature yeah yeah i mean i don't know if it's their overtly gay outfits though because they're very gay yeah for the standard of 2021 but no, like in the 80s no i don't know i none of them were meant to be gay they were all fucking girls and girls were fucking boys and i don't know yeah i mean I, don't know. <laughs> I think you want something to be that way but it's
1: so gay
0: well yeah but that's because there's an element of camp to it that literal camp and metaphorical camp <laughs>
1: oh and then they all like go swim in their underwear and like some of them are like yeah yeah
0: the boys are like come on girls let's all go skinny dipping and the girls are like i "I don't know boys (laughs) and then they're like fine we'll go by ourselves and it's like all all right well (laughs) walk away in a group like spanking each other and And they literally it showed all of their butts Yeah, yeah like um yeah, it was it was a really interesting film and I thought it was so funny because in like you know, we we watched Friday the thirteenth last year and we've seen mm-hmm. other slasher adjacent films, um that are supposed to emulate like that eighties sleepaway camp kind of feel. Yeah. Um when they kill the campers, it's like logical and reasonable. In this particular film <laughs> there mm-hmm. were a lot of deaths that I was like you want me to believe somebody died like that, like oh. like the oh. very first guy, the cook that she pushes in, oh, in the boiling water, yeah, and he like spills the boiling water all yeah. over. And I'm like, how, how
1: what? The <laughs> and life? then doesn't somebody get stabbed through like a shower wall or something?
0: Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> oh, and there was also that really weird um, pedophilia moment. Yeah, all around this movie was really bizarre. I don't know if it was pedophilia, but it was definitely uh, the the older camp counselor, and she wanted to go and, like, fuck around with the, like, old guy who owned the camp. And she was the girl that got stabbed through the wall, and he was like, where is she? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, like, into it, and I was like, this is fucking weird. (laughs) Like, what is going on? yeah. And, uh, yeah, all around, but, but, I mean, that's, I, it like, I think I said this when we were watching it, like, it kind of almost feels like a John Waters movie. That's what I was going to say is like the transgressiveness of it almost like adds to the camp. Yeah. Like the fact that it's like, nobody sees this, uh, you know, all of these like homophobic things happening. Um, the camp counselor dating the like blatantly older man. Like, yeah.
1: You know, there's just a lot of taboo things in the movie, yeah. and it doesn't. Some of it, it seems to be like poking fun at, yeah. and some of it, it seems to be like a sign of the times. But some of it kind of feels like it doesn't realize it's
0: doing it. Anything wrong? Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. And I so and I guess that's something we should have specified to the people who you kind of learn very quickly that the people who are being killed throughout the film are people who have crossed Angela at some point or another. So the way the setups all kind of happen is like, oh yeah, and the cook was a pedophile too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the very first person to get killed was the cook mm-hmm. and he um approached Angela in in the, the mess hall and was like, I got something you can eat and like started pulling his pants down and then yeah. her cousin came in and he was like, Don't y'all fucking tell anybody about this and then like two scenes later we see the cook and we don't see who's killing these people but you know the insinuation is like oh they fucked with angela and now yeah. they're dying and kind of quickly in, into the movie you start realizing like oh there's a, there's a commonality with all these deaths yeah so yeah it's it's um it's just can be how some of them die it's it uh be. it's also kind of comical that like i, I mean she had to be like what 13 angela? angela yeah yeah, I think so. 12 or 13, yeah, really, yeah. and she's killing yeah. all of these people. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of elements in the film that are just kind of fully ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I kind of feel like it just, like, it falls... It's, like, it has a similar feel to, like I said, Rocky Horror or, like, um, like Evil Dead the musical, mm-hmm. just, like... Just horror making fun of itself.
0: Yeah. Be interesting if they made a musical about Sleepaway Camp. But again, I don't think that, like, the topic is is approachable.
1: I feel like it could be done, but they would have to do a lot of
0: reworking. Yeah. And have it be... Yeah. It's hard to say if it could ever be done tastefully. Yeah. Um, and more so than tastefully, not problematic. Yeah. yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of got your whole gambit of like sleepaway uh slasher like kids in the woods just like horny and trying to fuck and then mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess throw in some problematic trans representation and um yeah.
1: I'm just like like I think I said this too when we were watching like I just don't understand like why why, like, add the trans plotline in the first place? Like, it could, she could have just been a killer.
0: Well, yeah, but then I guess there would be no quote shock value. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I am hesitant to say this because it also feels very gatekeepy, um, and it's maybe even problematic that I feel this way, but I'm like, is it... Okay? I'm wondering if it's, like more or less problematic or equally problematic if, like, a straight white man um is, like, this is my favorite horror movie or, like, this is, like, the best horror movie. Whereas we're, like, privy and, <laughs> uh, you know, empathetic towards trans people. I guess it's, like, probably not fair of me to say that.
1: Well, I mean... I feel well, I mean it's a, it's gonna be a generalization of straight men, but I feel like they wouldn't like know
0: the nuance of
1: yeah, like they are they would know that it's shocking and problematic, but like they wouldn't be able to like articulate why, yeah, you know, other than like, well, we thought it was a girl and it was a boy. I don't I don't know. Like I I kind of get what you're saying. Like it like you're saying like it kind of feels like we can enjoy the movie to an extent and it not be problematic because we can see and point out all the issues whereas like a straight man like he, like you said isn't as privileged as privy to all the nuances.
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, like I see why that's also a problematic response because again, we're too white gay men and neither of us are trans um and while we may know trans people that doesn't give us the stronghold on no you know no I don't no know. it's just it's it's a very weird <laughs> it occupies a very weird space and like my horror movie library in my head where I'm like mm-hmm. where do I put this yeah and am I allowed to put this anywhere do I have to immediately reject it like you know that sort of a thing yeah um did you want to talk about the ant? I want to talk about the ant. <laughs> what was your opinion about the ant? <laughs> that ant... Um... Oh, what was her name? I, like, looked her up. Um... There was, like, questionable representation of who she was and what she was supposed to be also, in, at least in my mind. You know, she was a very campy, almost, a, almost questionably doing drag. Um... And, like, yeah. at one point, I remember thinking, like, was the aunt trans as well? Was that, like, supposed to be the intention? Yeah,
1: I really was thinking... Oh, uh, Desiree Gould. Uh, Yeah, I really thought that there was going to be some sort of, like, circle back to her. Like, because she was just so... Bizarre. Bizarre. And, yeah. like, she was so... Like, I didn't understand why she was... Being the way she was being, and I was like fascinated. Yeah. I was, am- I could not stop thinking about her because she's so crazy, like so, yeah. like uh, just really, um, like I don't even know how to, like just uh, like melodramatic, yeah, like like right out of a John Waters like film. Right,
0: that's why it felt like she was almost. Yeah, it, it's just like weirdly at one point felt like she was doing drag, and then I was like, what she "Was it character? Yeah, like femininity and like, well, 19, not even
1: really feminine. Well, yeah. I was, well, I was gonna say like nineteen fifties housewife yeah. character, like, but it was done so well. Like, it wasn't like it was over the top, like, creepy.
0: Yeah, and creepy. Yeah, um, but that was like another thought that I was having towards the end of the film too. Was I was like, would the director have the nuances to know the difference between?" drag and trans and is, is she gonna be revealed to be yeah. trans and like the the whole you know poking fun of it was that she was kind of clearly doing more of a drag character than yeah. like a you know straight character.
1: Yeah. Yeah I think I thought that too when I was watching it because like I was like, oh she's like supposed to be the super hyper feminine character so mm-hmm. like it would be you know, a shot, quote-unquote, if, like, yeah. she was really a man or, like,
0: if, you know, or and just I, some sort of twist. I think because she was revealed to be—I'm i I'm hesitant to say the word crazy, but, like, in the context of the film and what the director wanted you to perceive her to be, you want, I think, you know, they, the director wanted you to see her as crazy, and I was like, well, that's not— Uh, it's just a hop, skip and a jump from him making her trans Mm -hmm. because that was the exact same treatment that Angela got was she was trans and then was turned crazy or and therefore was crazy because Mm -hmm. she was trans. You know, there's kind of that reciprocal relation to gender identity and yeah. And so I was like, well shit, (laughs) the mom or the aunt was crazy from the get go. And we have a flashback scene at the end and she's equally as crazy. So yeah, I you mean know. she she
1: is. And, well, I mean in the sense that like she forced that ge- boy to. Identity. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was a uh, yeah. Very interesting character. Very interesting film for sure. Yeah. Um Would you? Who would you recommend this to? Uh, this feels hot button. This this question was made for this film. <laughs> oh damn! I don't even know. I.
1: This is a tough one because, like, I think, like, on the surface, it's, like, a good... I mean, it's, you know, if you're looking for, like, a cheesy 80s slasher, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is it. But, like, also,
0: like... <laughs> yeah i don't know i think an appropriate setting for this film would be in like a gender and sexuality class in college where you're examining like the relationship between queer characters in horror yeah um that's not as fun as you know recommending it to the general public but i do recognize how you would have to be careful And I would, I want to believe and I hope in my heart of hearts that people in 2021 would watch this film and kind of be like, that was a weird, like, you know, what was the point of that twist? Kind of like how you were, you, you had that same reaction, you know, Yeah. but I am also, you know, not fully ignorant of the world we live in and, and know that people would make the connection that, oh, because she's trans, she's crazy, you know? Yeah. Even in 2021. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I th- I think if I did recommend it, it would there'd would obviously be like some sort of disclaimer or like mm. it's it would really depend, I don't know. I feel like this one's like a person by person basis.
0: Yeah. Maybe to other queer people because I also think to that that and I'm just saying that out loud because in my mind I'm like okay, I can be a commonality thing where we're both like look at this crazy shit you know yeah. like you kind of get why it's transgressive and I, I also would be very cautious of telling anybody like this is the best film of all time you know uh, like yeah i agree with you i think it would a- always have to come with a disclaimer
1: yeah so. i think it'd be hard to just like to just toss this movie out to like a general audience yeah. and be like look at this yeah with like no context yeah, for sure. But and it's it's. I mean, like, cause it scratches that camp itch, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, I don't remember the Regina George girl, but you mm-hmm. know, she was just a complete caricature. Yeah. Caricature of like the you know side ponytail, just like mean as hell, just mm-hmm. like
0: super also, catty. Yeah. Also, like, I did want to drop a fun. Tidbit of, or not, I guess I shouldn't say fun, but a tidbit of information, because I remember that. So the, like I said, like we said, the end scene, you see a fully nude Angela character with a penis mm-hmm. and the severed head and the knife. So you're seeing like a nude body that this girl is supposed to. And what I read online later was that the actress was underage. So I was like, how did they do that? And apparently, they took casts of that actress's face and made them kind of start just seeping into that uncanny valley cuz if you if you if you google this movie that's going to be one of the first pictures you see mm-hmm. and also when you watch it her face is so jarring at the end and yeah. it's because it's a it's a mask that was made and they i guess paid some drunk co- or some college guy who had to get r- shit face drunk Um, and stand there and put the mask on and he requested to remain uh, like uh, uncredited yeah because he didn't want his name associated with the film and I was like well secure that bag I guess you know
1: (laughs) well they really lucked out because that scene is like her her face is really like Jarring. unsettling. Yeah. yeah,
0: and two, yeah. Before all of that happened, they were toying with putting a prosthetic on her nude body, on the young mm. actress's nude body, mm-hmm. and the mom stepped in. The, I think even the director kind of was oh, like, "I do don't you? think we oh my could." God, a yeah, nightmare. Yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah. How would that even be a consideration? You know? Yeah, but such a, a but just yeah. a little fun fact. You know. Well <laughs> <laughs> But yeah I have it Alrighty then Hey That was it <laughs> We looked at sleep away camp We came, we saw, we slept And we left unharmed We slept away and, and we, we left. There was
1: sleeping, there was
0: awaying, and there was camping. Or maybe we left fully harmed as a community. Uh, psychically, our psyche is harmed. Emotionally. Yeah. Difficult to say. But if you enjoyed that, consider subscribing. I don't. If you're listening on a platform where you can subscribe, I don't know.
1: You know what? Do what you want.
0: Live your life. It's
1: fine. We're, it's a pandemic out there, so
0: you know, we're all just getting by. Um, and if you're so inclined, uh, you don't want to subscribe or you do want to subscribe. Just know that our next podcast will be dun, 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 dun drum roll, please. That I'm, wasn't even a drum roll. I'm nervous. Miss Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body. Apparently we're sticking with the theme of campy horror films.
1: Hey, I'm not complaining.
0: And this one we both have seen. So we'll have a little bit more of a, yeah, Um, how did we feel then how do we feel now kind of a thing oh yeah but until then happy watchings (laughs) 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 I don't know
1: happy uh, spooky Halloween season
0: and bye bye